We are back with another exciting episode of Do Good, Feel Good. And this is a very special episode because we have someone tuning in. Our special guest is in a different country. Yes, she is. And her name is Ashley Turner. Ashley, say hi and where you're calling in from. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I am calling in from Stuttgart, Germany. It's only 5 p.m. here, so... We're just now winding down the day. And we're just getting started over here in the nation's capital. So Ashley, I met her in Jacksonville, Florida. And so you've obviously traveled a long way. Um, But before we get into what you do, like what's the situation over there in Germany, COVID wise? Yeah, so Germany is still completely shut down. We're actually going into another hard lockdown right now, which is a little bit confusing for me and my husband because we really haven't been leaving the house anyway, except to go to the grocery store. So we'd like to know what they're shutting more of down. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean... We, we really don't know what to expect right now. They're able to vaccinate around 500,000 people a day. So it's looking like maybe by the end of July, stuff should start kind of returning to normal, mm-hmm. whatever that's going to look like. And like, I don't know. I feel like we've all, we've only heard about like the really big hotspots. So ha- has it gotten really bad in Germany? So I think that the Bavaria area, which is south of me, has um, had pretty big spikes because that's where a lot of the factory workers are. Mm. So all of those people are still able to go to work on some level, um, but it's hard. I mean, you're in a warehouse and you're sweating and you're, you can't avoid, you can't maintain that six foot difference. Yeah. Distance. So um, I think that it's been really bad there, but when we talk about the scale of what America is going through with the numbers compared to what Germany has. I mean, there's, there's absolutely no comparison. I think we've got like 250,000 cases in our entire country. Oh my gosh. We have 88 million people here. So it's not like it's a tiny country. Yeah. Wow. Well, it sounds like we're having you on to be like an infectious disease expert, but, um, and that is what she does. No, just kidding. (laughs) But, um, Yeah, it is really crazy here how each state has such different laws. Like when I go back to Florida, I'll be like the only person in a gas station or something wearing a mask. And here in DC, like we can't go anywhere without like wearing a mask. Like you're even supposed to wear one outside. So it's just crazy how different everything is. And that's like one big reason why everything got so terrible here. So my husband has a um, work training in Tampa, Florida in May. So for the whole month. And so I'm going to Florida for the whole month and I'm worried that I might be the only person wearing a mask. And I've seen these, um, Instagram videos of people getting yelled at for masks. So I'm wondering how that's going to go down. (laughs) It's crazy. Like, I feel like people we mutually know have gotten COVID and still kind of deny that they had it, like still didn't want to like say the reasons why, like they could have been prevented, but anyways, that's not what this episode is about. This is about, okay, so first of all, what do you do in your day job? And then you can go ahead and, 
and talk about the exciting project that you created this year. Yeah, awesome. So I am a part-time marketing um, specialist for a financial company here in Germany. And so I pretty much cover all of Germany dealing with um, the different marketing events and setting up, handling contracts, everything boring that you could ever think of. That's (laughs) what I do on the, on the most boring side of marketing. That's where I'm at. So (laughs) when, um, all of COVID really started shutting everything down, I was locked in the house and decided to start looking through my procrastination list of things (laughs) I said I'd always do. And I came across the idea of a children's book So I have written a children's book and self-published it on Amazon called Welcome to Jacksonville. You may be familiar with the place. (laughs) What, the best city in the world? Yes, absolutely. Other than Stuttgart. Sorry, people. And DC. Because we're not a state. But that is um, very exciting. So I did look at the book on Amazon. I have like a few personal questions because I also want to publish a book. And I feel like anyone out there who wants to can learn a lot from this episode. Um, but first of all, like, what is the story about? So uh, for the people who are not in Jacksonville, we have this big orange dinosaur that has been like an eyesore, but also something like really funny. And um, so I named him Q the Dinosaur, and he just goes around and checks out landmarks and is really just like, what's up? Like, um, to some of my personal favorite restaurants, to the beach, So going on the St. John's River Ferry, just really highlighting what is best about the city, in my opinion. That's so cool. And also that's like really great publicity for those restaurants. Yes. So that is something that I wasn't sure I, I, I'm not a lawyer. So any lawyers (laughs) listening, you're going to think I'm stupid because I didn't know this, but um, I didn't know if I was going to get sued or not by these restaurants. (laughs) because I put them in without asking and now now I've received so much um feedback from the book and people in Jacksonville are just like you need to show this to the restaurants and promote it and they will love it so when I go in May I definitely plan on reaching out to everybody and sharing it with them yeah I was wondering if you had reached out to them before but I'm sure they would love to like see that so it would be cool if you like brought them a few copies and be like surprise like there's no going back now and also it's free I barely make any money off of the books anyway. So it's not like if they were to sue me, they'd really get anything. Yeah. And I'm sure that they'll be excited to be featured anywhere if it's like good press. And this children's book has to be pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I, first of all, how did you know when your story was complete? Like, did you feel like, were you always kind of wondering, like, should I add more pages? Should I add more like landmarks? Okay. So... I did not know when my story was complete. I still don't know. (laughs) Um, Like any artist or anybody who works on a big project, you always look back and think about things that you could do differently. I just got to the point where after so much time kept going on, there was only so much more I could keep doing to it before it really started getting like out of control. (laughs) So I, (laughs) I think even... Here's a little secret for everybody. I published the book 
And then um, I saw some major changes that I felt like needed to be made. So I pulled it and then republished it. Wow. So like 25 people have this one copy that has like a major typo, two missing pages. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's going to end up being like a rare beanie baby, like worth millions one day. That's what I tell everybody because now I'm trying to pivot my career into being more of a full-time children's author. And so I'm like, okay, one day these 25 copies are going to be something special. That's seriously so cool. And I feel like if, even if you, I'm sure you have other story ideas, but you could do this for like cities around the world and people could want to like have their city featured. Yes. So that is something um, I have already had people reaching out to me if I would do one for their city. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm working on one for Buffalo, New York, which I've never even been to, but from this person's information and just Google, I'm just doing it. I'm seriously so excited for you. Thank you. So, okay. I have like so many questions. Hopefully y'all listen that you're going to learn about some stuff in this podcast. Even if you don't want to become an author, this is like a really good example of how you can just take on a project and actually like achieve it. If you don't, you didn't have any background experience in like writing, did you like children's books or creative writing in general? No professional. Um, Just in high school, I was in creative writing. I've always, always, always been writing. So ever since I was a little kid, just trying to write novels, trying to write little books. It was always my dream to write a children's book, even as a child, which was super weird. (laughs) Um, But I I just kept putting it off because I didn't think that it was something that someone like me could do. Because my when I went to school, I didn't, uh, or when I went to college, I didn't go down that English major. Mm -hmm. I went somewhere completely business and marketing. Yeah. Like, where do you get children's author from that? So. <laughs> um, so do you, did, did you have like a big marketing plan when you pushed it out? I had absolutely no marketing plans for it. <laughs> um, this was something that I didn't even really expect a ton of people to buy. I just thought it would be like a really fun idea for me to do on a personal level Mm -hmm. and just say, okay, I've always wanted to write a children's book. Here it is. I was actually so scared to even put this out because as an adult with no children, I had a lot of worry in my mind that people would be like, what is this weirdo doing writing a children's (laughs) book? She doesn't have any children. Like what's going on? So I was really nervous until I actually put it out and received so much positive feedback that now it's like all I want to do. That's so exciting. So do you get like emails? For, like, how do you receive the feedback? Do people like mess, somehow message you on Amazon or how does that um, work? I have received a few reviews on Amazon, but a lot of my marketing plan or lack of marketing plan was just, I posted on Facebook and Instagram and then people started sharing it mm-hmm. and it kind of turned into a ripple effect of sharing, sharing, sharing. And then people just started messaging me on Facebook and on Instagram asking wow. one, how I did it, congratulating me, everything. Yeah. That's how I like saw this. Cause we're friends on Instagram and I'm like, you wrote a book. Like we have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and then, so you, okay. So now let's talk about the process. So your illustrator, you found on, um, what's Fiverr. Yeah. Fiverr. So I, I actually thought that this process was going to be so easy. 
I was like a children's book, like what can get more basic than that? It was hard work. So I was able to find an editor on Fiverr who we did like three or four revisions for a 24 page book. Um, I found my illustrator on there, which I do want to get a little bit more in depth on the illustrator because I actually recently just got scammed by an illustrator for my next book that was actually supposed to be coming out like right now. Oh my gosh. So uh, first let me praise the one I did get on Fiverr. She was incredible. She did this one. Um, We went back and forth. She, I think she did probably 15 to 20 revisions. Wow. Do the welcome to Buffalo book. So there are really good illustrators on there. Um, But I also did find an illustrator who had great content. Her graphics were amazing, but, uh, and she had really good reviews. Mm -hmm. So I didn't dive super hardcore into her reviews. I just saw five stars. Oh, this person was easy to work with. Come to find out now, she sold me the same illustrations that she has sold multiple other people. Wow. So I guess my biggest advice when you're looking on Fiverr is to just make sure that each illustration that they're posting is like completely different. Mm -hmm. Because now that I look at the illustrations from what I received to what were in the reviews, I mean, they're identical. Yeah. So so really be careful. I'm actually switching to Upwork now, which I think has a little bit more um, integrity when it comes to vetting the people on their site. Okay. That's crazy, first of all. And like, how'd you discover that someone else had this work already? Um, So right towards the end of she took 30 days to illustrate the book, which is really fast because, um, I mean, it's only, it's only 24 pages. And, uh, so she sent them. And then when I went to send her revisions, she was like, Oh, there's something that happened to my account. We need to switch to another one. But at this point I had already received the illustrations. It sounded funky, but I was, I was also in the middle of moving. So I was like, whatever, I'll switch to the other account. So I started messaging her and then I I began looking through her other reviews after she sent back some really shoddy work for the revisions. And I realized that some of the same characters were the exact same ones from her review. The settings, like everything was the exact same. Yeah. So sad. So did you report it on Fiverr? I actually didn't know how to at the time. And like I said, we were in the middle of a big move. Yeah. We just moved um, two hours to a new city. So we're in mm-hmm. Stuttgart now, but we had come from Kaiserslautern and the, um, it was, it was a really big move. Yeah. So I didn't report it and I finally reached out to them and they did let me know that I had a two week window. Um, which I had obviously missed at that point, like by three months. (laughs) So I could have gotten my money back because you pay up front for Fiverr. Yeah. So I didn't get my money back, but they did shut down that one account. So I'm hoping that the next person doesn't get scammed by that, that lady. Oh my gosh. That's really sad. Wait, okay. How did, what about laying out the book? Like, did someone do that on Fiverr too? Or is that part of the self-publishing process? Like in Amazon, like how'd you pick the dimensions or even where to put the text on every page? 
Oh, good question. <laughs> so um, Amazon does have a few strict rules. It's Amazon KDP. It used to be CreateSpace for anybody who's ever worked on CreateSpace for Amazon bought them. Um, Amazon is really flexible with size, but the only things they do allow are paperback books or eBooks. So um, it, it automatically had to be a paperback book. And then I started looking at the sizes of other children's books that were kind of um, in the same realm of what I was putting out. So I picked the size off of that, which was, um, I believe it was, this is such a sad thing. I don't know what size it is. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's close. It's close to eight by 11. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, so I did that and then, when you go, when you create your KDP site, they will actually tell you what your bleed needs to be. So when wow. you hire an illustrator, you just need to let them know. Typically, you just have to say, I'm formatting this for Amazon KDP and they'll do it. But if you're going a different route and trying to find an agent um, or a publishing house, you do need to figure out ahead of time what your dimensions need to be and what your bleed needs to be. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a lot of the times the illustrators will, will format the book for you. Wow. The text was something that I had to give a lot of direction on. Um, since my book wasn't a double page spread, meaning illustrations on both sides, she put the text on one side and the illustrations on the other. For my second book that I have coming out, um, it is double page illustration. So that's had to do a little bit more maneuvering with trying to get the illustration in an appropriate spot. That way people can still read it and enjoy that illustration. Yeah. Oh, this is so like, <laughs> I want to write like a little poetry book, but I think I want it to be hardback. So I'm going to need to do a little bit of research into like other self-publishing options. So I have also looked into that option. Um, it's basically the same idea all the way up until you get to the KDP part. And you can, I mean, Office Depot even prints hardback cover books for you. All you yeah. need to do is go on to Google and find a, I know. What's Google? Just yeah. kidding. If anybody needs me to spell it, I will link it. Okay. Thank you. Please do spell Google. Uh, um, yeah, I found a ton of people who will print the hardback books for you. For your poetry book, the only thing that it needs to be is over 24 pages okay. and you'll run into an issue. You will have to eat that cost up front. Um, you, there are some hardback copies where you can print on an individual basis, but a lot of times it's bulk orders. Mm -hmm. So you may end up spending two or $3,000 getting those books. And then you can upload them either onto your website, Amazon, take it to independent bookstores yourself. So you'll have the physical copies of the books? Yes. Oh my gosh. So not if you do KDP. Okay. And then, okay. I'm going to stop asking these very specific questions that are really benefiting me. Um, can you pick like the texture of the paperback? Like, cause like some paperbacks are like, a little thicker. Yeah. So it doesn't give a ton of flexibility. I think there were three options. Um, one of them was glossy. One of them was matte. And then the thickness which again, I think it was only like three different. This is so interesting. I'm like really <laughs> excited. Um, okay, so okay. is the next one you're doing going to be the um, the Buffalo book? Is that the next one that's coming out? No, 
I have a book. Can you do um, the reveal or do you want to keep it yes. a secret? No, I want to do the reveal. I'm okay. so excited. And because I this am actively it. looking for an agent. So if there's any on here, pick me up. Okay, you heard I, it. <laughs> yeah, I have um I have been working really hard to try to find an agent. So this is also another little nugget of information for anybody listening. It's like pretty hard to get an agent if you are not an established author, which is kind of one of those things, you know, like where a company wants you to have 10 years of work experience, but also wants you to be entry level. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's, it's been a really complicated process, but wait, I am. Wait, hold on. Before you do the bigger reveal, let me ask a few more like logistical questions. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. And so I assume that you do. So was it like a one-time fee for this illustrator or is that woman, is she getting a like percentage of each book sold? No. So this particular illustrator, this was an upfront cost um, she gave me a flat fee for everything I asked for and she sold me those images. Okay, cool. So sometimes you can find illustrators that will charge less upfront and then the, you'll share a percentage with them afterwards, but a lot of times they will just sell you the illustrations. She is credited on my cover. So yeah. Your illustrators do need to be credited. Okay. What if don't someone... try to pass them off as your own? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I would never do that. But like, if you don't have illustrations and you just want to like have someone design the layout of the book, how would you like you personally? How would you like sh- give a shout out to that person or feature them? Like, would you just call them your editor? Did you um, also have an editor? <laughs> so I did not shout out my editor. I, so let me just back up to make sure I understand what you're asking. Are you talking about somebody to just put your book into the correct format? So that yeah. And like lay out each page, like lay out the text on specific pages. Like, so it's centered and like pick the font, like a cool font. So you definitely wouldn't typically shout them out, but if you personally wanted to, there is like a copyright section that every book is going to have you could credit them there you could credit them at the end um even a dedication if it's somebody that you're friends with that's doing it like hey this person has been really instrumental in this book okay cool okay just a few more questions first i'm looking at your editor and she's done a lot of work like my illustrator sorry your illustrator yes yes she she was a really great find for this project um, her reviews were amazing, which is why I did want to highlight that Fiverr does have some incredible illustrators on there. Um, she was so quick, so easy to work with, responded every time I needed something. Um, she was just very understanding, especially for somebody new like me. This was not all rainbows and sugar cookies. Like I was kind of a mess to work with. I sent her initially a PowerPoint presentation of like ideas. Oh my gosh. That's it like was, kind of endearing though. Yes. Yes. Well, I didn't know what to do and I yeah. still don't fully know what to do, but it is, I learned so much just from like jumping in feet first. Wow. This is so exciting. Okay. My, my <laughs> last question before we do the big reveal, two questions actually is, um, do you, is your book on like Kindle or did you just do paperback? 
I just did paperback for, for any children's books I'm going to do. I'm going to try to keep them as paperbacks or hardback books, just because as children are, they love to like hold their little books. Yeah. These are picture books. So it's not a ton of uh, thought into in-depth thought into (laughs) what's on the pages. Yeah. Okay, cool. And my last question is how did you pick the price point? Like what you would sell the book for? Okay. That's also a really good question. So my book, Welcome to Jacksonville is priced at $9.04, which is the area code for Jacksonville. (laughs) Nice. So it is 904. Um, Shout out. But I... I really didn't know what price point to put. And I just thought that one would be really funny and silly. Yeah. And not many people have actually gotten it. I think the the majority of people who have recognized that it's $9 and four cents um, have been like 10 and under. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. My, I have a 10 year old brother and that was the first thing he saw and this is after so many people had seen it and he was like, Oh, nine, $9.04. Like, like Duval. Okay. I honestly, I did see that. And now I'm remembering, but I just thought I looked at it and said, thought that it said nine 99, but I was looking at a different price. So I did catch it. I really okay. did. Cool. cool. <laughs> but that's like, so cool. So like, what if you end up doing an area code that like, what if you do D eight, like DC, which is two Oh two, are you going to charge $2? No. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Jacksonville was really just something so special and so silly for me. Yeah, It was just my way to get myself started on this project, which I didn't know would turn into a passion at the time, mm-hmm. but, um, That's, I'm I, like so proud. Thank you. And I can't wait to read your poetry book. Oh, gosh. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect when I put it out there. I actually didn't even know anybody would buy it except for like my dad who did not buy a copy. What? He wanted one for free. So are you going to be signing copies when you're in Jacksonville? You should set up like a little table and like sign, like go to a bookstore and then sign the copies. I have had people um, offer to host book signings for me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I... I really didn't understand how supportive the people in Jacksonville would be, but I guess when you look at it, I mean, you're repping for the city. So I don't think that I'll do a book signing unless I go to like a scholastic book fair <laughs> with like babies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's the dream. You can get so many cool erasers and like yeah. discounted like stationary sets. My parents will give me 25 bucks for <laughs> okay well this has been really really informative I'm like looking at Fiverr right now to see like if I want to have like maybe some line drawings on my um in my poetry book who I might want to use this is like so cool so let's do the big reveal yes so my close friend and I Akelia Brunson she lives in Columbus Georgia we are co-writing a children's book series together called <gasps> Grace in Action. It's based on her daughter who um, got meningitis two years ago and lost her hearing. Oh my God. She was, I know it, it was so awful, but Akelia was seriously the world's best mom, stayed positive the entire time, was such an inspiration for me. 
her daughter was able to, her daughter Grace was able to get cochlear implants and is now thriving two years later. She's going to ballet class. She's caught up in regular school or in a pre-K. So she is really just living her best life. She's the silliest little girl and loves to go on little adventures. So we are writing a series about her and just kind of trying to bring more awareness to um, normalizing cochlear implants for younger children and really uh, just sharing their journey. That is so exciting. Do you have any idea when that might actually be out for us to purchase? So as great of a story as that was, that's the one where my illustrator just scammed me. So I do have a call. Um, I actually need to email back this other illustrator right now, but um, that'll probably take another 60 days and then for the illustrations to come back. And then I plan on hopefully hearing back from one of the millions of agents that I submitted to. Dude, I can't wait. So everyone out there, um, we're going to buy one. We are going to buy some of these books for the series and we're going to do a contest when it comes out. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but circle back. Yes. I definitely plan on sharing um, everything on my Instagram, which is the best way to reach me because I'm always on there. As are like, aren't we all? Um, before we like do your quick shout outs for social, I know this podcast is lasting a little longer than we maybe thought, but I thought this was like really exciting to learn. Um, what, okay. What's something that people can do like throughout next week, a challenge for the people listening to this podcast, anything that you want. It doesn't have to be about books, but just what's something that they can do to like improve their lives or the lives of others. Yeah, I I love that you do that on here. I think that's something everybody can do this next week, weather permitting uh, to improve their lives is just getting outside for a few minutes and walking around their neighborhood and really um, leaving their phone at home, disconnecting for a little bit, maybe walk with your partner and just try to see your neighborhood and really look around and enjoy like the peace that's there. I mean, it's becoming spring here in Stuttgart. So we've got all the trees blooming, all the flowers blooming. They replanted all the tulips. So just being outside and experiencing that is a way to one, escape the negativity that a lot of people have felt for COVID. And it's also a good way to just get disconnected for a few minutes. Awesome. I will definitely be doing that. It's finally getting like slightly warm here and the sun is out. So definitely yes. check you up on that. Um, so I see that this book is dedicated to someone. Who is that? So it's dedicated to my sweet angel of a brother, Aww. Mason. That's the 10 year old I referred to earlier who noticed immediately that the book was 904. He he is just like my the love of my life just the sweetest little boy that I think I don't know if you ever met him I haven't but I remember you like spending so much time with him and being obsessed with him actually I did I think I met him one time yes he was always over at our apartment um 
he is the sweetest angel that anybody could ever meet. I hope you guys all get to meet him one day. I pretend like I'm his mom, even though I'm his sister. He calls me overprotective, but I just want him to always, I, I wrote in there, um, always follow your dreams. And as cheesy as that can possibly be, like this is something that I hope he can one day do, even though it's it was scary for me. I hope he can look at this and see like, no matter what he wants to do, all he has to do is try. Mm-hmm. Yay. Even, if even if it's silly, he just has to try. That's awesome. Okay. What is your social or wait, what, what would you say is your life mission statement? <laughs> oh my gosh, Lauren. Every time, every, every time I, she just put me on the spot <laughs> with this question. I wish you could just like see her face y'all. <laughs> And I just ask her, people always freak out about this question and like they don't, no one comes prepared. So it just spitball at something that you think might be your life mission statement. Um, My life mission statement is to reduce all plastic waste and to clean the entire ocean. Stop using plastic. Woo. All right. That's what book number 12 is going to be. Yes, I will get on that one. Yeah, how Ashley saved the oceans. Let me write this one down. All right, all right, that's a promise, listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Okay, what is your social now? How can people find you and buy the book? So you can find the book on Amazon, Welcome to Jacksonville by Ashley Turner. And then I do not have a social set up for my book. Um, right now we, I just have it on my personal page, which is Ashley C. Turner, always trying to grow that social. (laughs) And then, um, we also have our travel Instagram, which is just our journey over here in Stuttgart. If anybody wants to see what's going on over here, it's earth turners on Instagram. Awesome. And we're going to link to all of these in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and teaching me so much. You're so welcome. And anybody that's listening, you're welcome to reach out to me at any time. I agreed to do this podcast because I received so many DMs asking, uh, people reaching out to me, telling me that they've always wanted to write a book. People I would never even expect it from. And they wanted to know exactly what my process was. So I am also trying to work on a free ebook to kind of lay all of this that we talked out, talked about out and more as I kind of come across things just so that people will know um, some of these YouTube videos get to be like an hour to two hours long. And I just can't with my attention span. (laughs) (laughs) Something to just like click through. Well, cool. Yeah. You should definitely share this with those people and like, like moving forward, you can be like, just listen to this. It's entertaining and you'll learn a lot. Exactly. And then we can get some more ad dollars. So we'll all help each other. Yes. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. How do you say goodbye in Germany? In German? What is it? It's it's kind of like shoes, but shoes. Shoes. Okay. Nothing like shoes. Shoes, everyone. Tschüss, ciao. Okay, ciao. Auf Wiedersehen. Adios. Okay.